Fabulous WSUM Madison Studios. It's Do It Live, hosted by the Do It Geeks. It's our annual What to Do Before You Graduate show. Seeing you walk across that stage has made me so happy. I'm crying almost as much as you would if you, you know, lost all of your whisk mail or something. <laughs> Joining us in the studio, the famous French mime, Marcel Marceau. Along with our regular geeks, Teresa Saldana and Andy Mushlevsky. And now, broadcasting live and local on 91.7 FM and streaming worldwide on WSUM.org, please help me welcome my co-host, Ty Christian. It is I, the Ty, undo it live. It's Thursday. May 10th, and you are listening to WSUM 91.7 FM, Madison, Wisconsin, and you're listening, of course, to Do It Live, the most connected radio show on the planet. Check us out online, doit.wist.edu forward slash radio. If you feel so inclined, you can give us a call, 608-AOK-WSUM, that's 608-265-9786. You can also email us, of course, we are a tech talk show, we do have email, radio at doit.wisk.edu, that's radio at doit, D-O-I-T dot wisk, W-I-S-C, W-I-S-C dot E-D-U, excuse me. Can't even uh, pronounce anything today. Uh, and, uh, you know, always check out our podcasts. Uh, go to iTunes and type in Do It Live into the search bar. Go to the iTunes store and subscribe to Do It Live. Every time you subscribe, a kitten meows, and that makes everybody feel better. Meow. That's right. With us uh, in the studio, as always, uh, are the geeks, Teresa Saldana and Andy Muschlewski. How's it going, guys? Going great, Ty. How are you? Good. Did you get your uh, your daily kitten meow today? Meow. There you go. Meow. Meow now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, special guest in the studio, uh, Mr. Sean Bossinger. Meow. Ah! Ah! <laughs> We're all cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a tech talk show, you know. I mean, you know, everyone Little has cats. cats. You know, I, 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 re- I got a cat maybe about a year and a half ago, and I told my coworker at, uh, at, at Do It, and he said, I, I was unaware that you weren't given the, uh, the, the one standardized cat when you became an IT guy. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. 
So Wait, I suppose you should have some options, right? If you're allergic to a cat, what what else can geeks be given as good pets? Dogs. You can get one but of those if, yeah. those hairless cats. I don't know. Dogs are dogs are way too involved for you know the the sit at your computer type. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, right. It's, I, you have to go walk them. You have to you know. But cats, they'll sit em. on top of your computer. Yeah, yeah, when you're trying to type your term paper, and the cat will just will walk true. across the keyboard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and there's always the uh, hundred pound Marmaduke lap dogs. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm a puppy. I'm a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're large. <laughs> uh, well, uh, today uh, we are going to be talking about. Uh, this is a show for all of you soon to be graduates out there. Uh, we're going to be talking about the things that you need to do before, during, and after you walk across that big stage, and you make your parents so happy about. Oh, you're so Because <laughs> believe it or not, you have more to worry about than just passing your classes right now. There are a number of uh, services here on campus that will cease to function for you as soon as you walk across that stage. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I bet you thought your whisk mail was safe. I bet you thought you'd have it forever. <laughs> not true. You better back that up. Or yep. else... This is the longest soundbite we have, <laughs> and my favorite also. Yes, but we'll be talking about that in the second part of the of the show. Uh, the first part, of course, goes to Miss Teresa Saldana with the news. Coming to you live from WSUM 91.7 FM Madison Studios, Teresa Saldana with the news. I'm not going to talk that fast. I'm trying out to be the new Micro Machines guy. I thought you were going to be And if you get the- that <laughs> reference, then you are actually old. Oh, damn it. I yeah, don't get the must reference. Be old. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be like a five hour energy guy or something. <laughs> their latest advertisement says every day is a five hour energy day now. I think that's their tagline. Is that, uh, is that always been their isn't tagline? Isn't every five hours is a five hour energy day? Hey, Can't sleep, clowns will eat me. I actually tried one of those once. Man. Well, we got, my caffeine intake isn't actually that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll have maybe a soda, you know, in the day, and I'm doing fine. But I had one of those, and whew. You're up for three days. My my drummer swears by it, but he also swears by gas station beef jerky. Oh. So, oh. Uh, you know, and he bought Taco Bell last night. So, you know, I, I don't know if we really want to yeah, go I, off I don't his trust his judgment. culinary no, tastes. I, I wouldn't. But you know what I did that put me into the fifth dimension caffeine-wise recently? There's like those Mio, ener- the, the Mio water spritzers. The little triangle-looking things. The triangle-looking things. Yeah. They make an energy drink version of it now. Uh-huh. So you take some water and you give it a squirt. Well, you're supposed to give it one squirt, you know. But when I did the non-caffeinated Mio, you know, one squirt, eh, I have a really big water bottle. And that wasn't quite enough. So I gave it two squirts. And that was way too much. <laughs> that was like everybody was talking. Like, yeah, Sean came in, he's like, "Hey, Chai, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Oh God, oh God!" So it actually <laughs> slowed down space time. It did. Yep. Awesome. Whoa! I need some of that. Maybe Where, where's next Neil deGrasse time, Tyson when we need? Hey, ding, 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 ding. Speaking of slowing down space time, all you people listening right now, uh, at after the show is over, run down to run. Do not walk down to the Memorial Union Terrace because Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson is in the house today for our first ever senior day, which is a new thing, I guess. Senior day. Yeah. I had no idea. I, but I, I, I didn't get go, my senior day. I'm gonna, I didn't either, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my senior day today because I'm going to go check him out. Where exactly is he? He's on, on the terrace. He's on the terrace. He's going to be speaking. He's going to be where, you know, like little 
the bands are, he's going to be there. Wow. And he's going to be speaking. Is so that it safe is, for it him? Is open to the public. Wow. And he will also be signing books afterwards. Wow. And it's at 3 o'clock? 3 o'clock on the terrace. Okay. And he'll be taking pictures for Redditors as well. <laughs> and if you don't know who he is, then, look, him, look him up oh on Oh, my Reddit. goodness. Then, you're, yeah. Yeah, then you probably you don't want to go. Why don't you, Ty, explain to our audience who he is? Neil deGrasse Tyson is a uh, award-winning astrophysicist. Um, he hosted Nova on PBS for a while, if you if you know what that show is. I don't know if he still hosts it. Does he still? Does anybody know if he still hosts Nova? That I don't know. Yeah, I know but he, he has been the on the, the show The Universe on uh, the History Channel. Yep, he's he's kind of like this. He he's, he joins um, Bill Nye and Carl Sagan as as you know the 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 scientist rock stars, the people that you know you can point to and be like, ah, that guy's awesome. You know, if you're if you like science, which you should, but science, <laughs> science. So, um, so yeah, check him out. He's he's probably going to be insanely interesting. He was on the Daily Show recently. Uh, big fan of nerds everywhere. You know, Reddit loves him. So yeah, check him out. Do you see when he solved that Rubik's cube on My. the Daily Show when he came in and he and they I can't remember what it was that John Stewart asked him about and he was just flipping this cube and he set it down and it was and finished it was solved. and and John Stewart said. We didn't give him that cube more than 15 seconds before he walked out here. And he was only on stage for about a minute. So throw you throw some Rubik's Cubes at him yeah. on stage today. He will solve them midair. I guarantee it. Solve them and sign them. Yeah, and then, them and then he'll mix it back up and throw it back at you. And you don't get your signature until you can figure it out. Oh, that would be a really good idea for like signing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to do that. All right. Um, a little bit of trivia. Additional trivia about him. He's also the director of the Hayden Planetarium in New York. Oh, there you go. And he is the astrophysicist <coughs> that got the ball rolling on demoting Pluto to a minor planet. <laughs> so Pluto lovers stay home. Yep. So really, it's a love-hate relationship with yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> because he tarnished a bit of my childhood. Oh. Well, didn't you feel that way? Stay you're naming home, off, Neil. You're naming off planets. Did and you have then... to take down your planetary mobile <laughs> after... Well, I had to cut one of the strings Just off. Just cut it off. Boo. Cut you loose, And now Pluto. there's this little string wisping in the wind oh, where Pluto sad. used to be. Poor Pluto. <laughs> we still love you, Pluto. Yeah. All right. Well, we should get to some actual news of Actu- technology. Well, that is news. It, it is local news, news. but it, it's local news. Yeah. I feel, like I, I feel like a television show now. <laughs> Did you know a dog that can skateboard? Yeah, it's like <laughs> Film at 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in tech world... CS6, it's out for all you creative geeks and nerds out there. It's out there, and actually we have it in stock at the tech store. So. Come buy it. So <laughs> since Andy brought up the fact that CS6 is at the tech store, well, um, I was going to say, why don't you tell us about what's going to happen with graduation and purchasing things? So, yeah, if you are graduating you wanna, and you want CS6, you need to purchase it before you graduate. Because, and what day is the cutoff? Um, well, basically, up until they cross the commencement line, up until that graduation day, they should still be in the system to purchase WISC software, but they want to do that sooner than later because once they're removed out of there, we can't add them back in. So here's what we're going to do, graduates. We're going to send Andy to the commencement stage, and if you change your mind last minute, like, he will I'll he will throw them at you on a Frisbee. Oh, I was just going to be there with my trench coat, open it up and say, hey, <laughs> want to buy some Photoshop? I got your master collection right over here. Production premium, whatever. 
It's only around six hundred dollars. Come so, on, your parents are here. Graduation gift, right? According to the uh, the reviews online <laughs> for CS6, it looks fantastic. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very 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 excited to give it a shot. Lots of new features. <laughs> Photoshop has had a huge bump. It's now it's not black. Photoshop is like it's it's got a black background. It's mm-hmm. all dark. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's finally mysterious to work in Photoshop again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she came into my office late that night. I knew looking at her layers. She was something that was going to have to be deconstructed with a lasso tool. <laughs> Is that what you think in your head when you're doing Photoshop? When I'm doing Photoshop? Yeah. That's, oh that's how it goes. It all turns into a mystery show. <laughs> <laughs> I so erased and- her, but she's back. Why? Anyway, <laughs> keep going. So they had, um, which I think you also pointed out they had in 5.5, but they have the subscription service now. So if you want CS6 and you know you need it for a big project, but you think to yourself, I cannot afford... You know, even the student prices, which are substantially lower than the full retail price, you can just borrow it for a month. So if you need Photoshop for a month, it says, okay, here's 50 bucks. Go use it for a month. And that's yeah, it. That's pretty How good. How cool is that? If you just need it for one big project. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. And a lot of people will have, you know, I know I, when I use Photoshop, I'll use it for, you know, Maybe once a month or so, uh, mm-hmm. I may use it. Of course, I, I've got some ongoing usage, but if you wanna, you've got a whole bunch of pictures you wanna edit in one mm-hmm. fail swoop for mm-hmm. Mother's Day gift or something, mm-hmm. or, um, the online program is really good for that. So you probably wanna collect up some projects that you've wanted to work on. Like you've got, let's say you've got shoe boxes and shoe boxes full of photos at home and you say, I've always wanted to get them all scanned in and put them through Photoshop and fix them up and apply some filters, but man, that's so expensive. Well, if you can, now you've really gotta be, you know, self-motivated, but if you say- Get a I'm case gonna, of five hour energy. Yeah, <laughs> a whole case of it and sit down and start and then buy this, buy Photoshop for a month or, you know, get a subscription for a month and then just crank through them and then you don't have to buy photoshop or if you just want to give it a test run you've never used photoshop before well here 50 bucks try it out you can also if you want to do that you can also download trials on adobe's website and try them out for 30 days oh well then you could do that too i didn't even know that you can't continually do that whereas the the rental one you could you can do that over and over again Mm -hmm. but yeah if you just need it for one big project that would be awesome. And then I think there's sort of discount pricing if you rent a couple together, I assume, instead of individual. But I don't know. I have to look into that. Well, the new, also the new CS6 uh, copy here mm-hmm. uh, comes, Photoshop at least, comes with a built-in uh, video editor uh, as really? well. Yeah. It, so you know how a lot of photos uh, or a lot of cameras nowadays are doing uh, HD video mm-hmm. and photos. So say you had... Say you're not, you know, some some people really want to go the full gamut and actually put all their videos. Some people are, like, making a movie or making a short film. Mm-hmm. And so for that, you'd probably need something a little more full-featured, like Adobe Premiere, which is part of the Master Collection. Anything Adobe is part of the Master Collection. But um, for those people who just want to, like, you know, maybe split a video into two videos or just kind of, like, splice just a few videos together, really, you know, simple and easy, Photoshop has a video editing tool in it now in uh, in CS6. Uh, so that that might be very interesting well, to try. Well, that's cool. Well, yeah, definitely Photoshop has always been the way to go if you want to get your feet wet with Adobe's products. And it it overlaps, I'd say, a number of functions that the other programs do. It's just the other programs do them a lot better and have much more advanced features. Um, but Photoshop 
touches a little bit on, I'd say, each of the programs. Mm. That's been my experience. But if you do get them all, oh, they work together so nicely. They you could, do. You could be using Illustrator, um, and you decide that, oh, this photo I put in here, you know, I didn't, I didn't quite edit that the way that I wanted to. Now when I've got it on the page and with my text and everything, it doesn't quite look quite right. Well, go back into Photoshop, edit your file, hit save. It will automatically update in mm -hmm. your Illustrator project. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful like that. Yes. Um, also, the Photoshop uh, CS6 added over 65 new features that were requested directly by users. Uh, here's one an interesting one. Uh, a paste lorem ipsum feature for quickly <laughs> filling up text blocks. Mm -hmm. So you know how, like, if you see... You, you see lorem like, ipsum dollar. Yeah, exactly. You just see that over and over and over. That's, that's a generic... You know, that's kind of like the hello world of, of text, of pasting text. You know, it's just... it's. It's, if you want to fill it up real quickly, it's that's a way to do it, you know. So I, I don't know if 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 you haven't seen what we're talking about, then you you may not understand what I'm saying here. But uh, but check just just uh, I, I guess Google image search lorem ipsum, you'll you'll figure it out. So that's pretty cool. Also, uh, iris blur, oh so cool. So you can you know you, you know those neat photos that are like everything is blurred out except for like the thing that's in focus. And it looks really neat and depth of fieldy and some and, like you know, if you take a picture of a field of flowers and it's focused right, on like one flower yeah. and all the other ones are blurry. Yeah, and then you can make it into like a background or a Hallmark card and put something terrible on it. You know, um, something cheesy. <laughs> something like I, I love you, mother. Or, you know, I, I don't know. But anyway, um, in that accent as well. But <laughs> this this has a feature that is it's built in. You just tell it like what you want to focus on and everything else will like nicely blur out. You can even do like a depth of field type of thing where. Things that it computes to be closer will get less blurred, and things that it computes to be farther will be more blurred. Interesting. So you don't even need to be a cool photographer anymore to make those neat neat photos. Between Photoshop and Instagram, oh, you're man. set. So what more do you need? Nothing. Oh, and but the I, I I will say the absolute coolest coolest thing in the new in the new Photoshop in the new CS6 content aware move. If you've never seen this, it's incredible. That's really cool. It's, oh my gosh. Say you have a photo, they, they have the, the example here. Say you have a photo of someone canoeing on a lake, and they're all the way in the left-hand side of the frame, and you say to yourself, man, I wish that canoe was in the far right-hand side of the frame, but, you know, like, if I had to move that over, I'd have to do all this clone brushing, and I'd have to, like, clean mm -hmm. up where the canoe was, and, and it's really difficult for me to figure out, Which you know, is possible in the old Photoshop, but very time-consuming and, mm -hmm. and painstaking. A lot of work. Now all you do is you, you select the canoe, you hit content to where move, you move it to where it goes, it'll fill in everything automatically, and it looks darn good. Like, hmm. You can't even tell that the canoe used to be there. It's It's just... It's really, really, really cool. So that's that's really cool. We've seen that uh, in CS5 had like content-aware delete, where if you deleted something out of the out of the photo, it would fill it up with the stuff that surrounded it. So it kind of you know if you had it around a gravel road and you deleted a car off of it, the gravel road would remain. So this is the next step. But this is even even cooler than that. Even super cooler than that. That is awesome. So I can't wait to play around with CS6. I'm gonna run over to the tech store, and I'm gonna buy my copy of the Master Collection for radically discounted prices. If you bought it not at the tech store, not as a student, Andy, how much would you expect to play to pay around? Thousands of dollars. Uh, how many thousands of dollars were we talking? Uh, close to three, probably. $3,000. What is the approximate price of the tech store, Andy? 
it is under $600. Wow. So there you go. You were say you could, if you want a graduation present, explain that to your mom. I'm being thrifty, mom. But make or them buy it before you. Or you can have your mom you... call us, and we will explain to her why she needs to buy this for you. <laughs> we would but, love to mom, do that. Content-aware move. You gotta yeah, see gotta it. We'll see break it. it down for your mom. She. We she can move will be grandma so... in that picture, and it will be great. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So so. Um, but but like uh, like Annie was saying, you have to buy it before you cross that stage. Otherwise, you can't buy it anymore, and that'd be mm. terrible. That'd be terrible. Terrible. Could, terrible. You know, missing out on CS6. Oh, no, no we don't want it. that. Mm-hmm. Must have it. All right, Teresa, what else we got in the news? Well, speaking of photos, um, I read about an app that, um, that does facial recognition. So you take a picture with your iPhone, and it does facial recognition, but it actually will dig through all of Facebook, mm. not your friends, all of Facebook to figure uh, out if it can figure out who this person is. That's a little that's creepy. Isn't it? It's weird. Like, I have no problem with facial recognition technolo- technology that, um, you know, looks, that, that I input, you know, that learns who people are based on my own input. Or maybe even, you know, maybe even my Facebook friends, if I give it, if I tell it, yes, go ahead and go do that. But... Yeah, just searching all of Facebook for that is kind of... Well, maybe it just actually... The, mm. the article's not clear about whether it searches just your friends or not. They're just referring to the fact that when Facebook's got over 900 million users, that mm-hmm. allows this app, as people are using it, to give a lot of feedback. That if it got the wrong person, they can give feedback and say, no, it was actually this person. And huh. So that's a, it's a huge database to work with. That's a lot of people. It'd be really difficult because I'd, I'd imagine that you know at some point, everybody... You get people that sort of look like you, mm-hmm. you know, because there, there are sites out there that's like, you know, do I look like this guy or like findmymatch.com or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it was where you, you find someone who looks exactly like you. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder how good well, that is. Well, my, uh, my grandpa uses iPhoto. He scans in pictures on the computer. Yeah. And it does facial recognition. Well, you can imagine because he's putting in family photos mm-hmm. that the computer gets confused when there's a picture <laughs> oh, of like 25 people yeah. and it goes, uh, mm. and, 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 you know, with all the pictures he has, he has pictures going back almost a hundred years. So when you, when you, when you put in a picture and, you know, when you say something like, oh, you know, when you were two, you looked just like your mother when she was two. Well, mm-hmm. how is the computer going to figure that out? <laughs> but you know, it, it, I, it has to be I, I don't know if making if like dating the photo even helps that the computer goes hmm this person wasn't a, like yeah, it wasn't yeah. likely alive then I if I have a baby picture from 1988 inf- and this is from 1960s I don't know the information I mean if it's a digital picture that information is there embedded in the image mm-hmm. um, but if they scan yeah, it in, scan it in it's it not right. going to have any of that data right yeah but uh, I, I do, you know, now that you mentioned that, I do recall when I was using the Windows Live uh, Photo Gallery, mm-hmm. I had some uh, just a bunch of pictures on my computer, and I had uh, a couple of my sister when, from when she was younger. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had tagged myself in a, a bajillion pictures, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, I was going through my tag suggestions, and it had one of my sister, and it's like, "Is this Ty Christian?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my sister." But then it got me thinking, like. I guess we do kind of look alike. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. 
It has, the facial recognition software has come a, a long way. I know I'm creeped out every time I go over to a friend's house with Connect and it recognizes me. <laughs> Hi, Andy. Come play with me. Whoa. Hello, Andy. <laughs> Come play with us, Andy. And then they're going to put Connect on your computer, so that'll be even. Then it'll be plugged into the interwebs. Oh, boy. You were saying something about Connect uh, earlier, weren't you? Um, well, I think we talked about maybe last week that they're, that they're moving forward with Connect for PCs. Oh, okay. Um, so Microsoft is looking forward to using that as your main means of controlling <laughs> your computer. So it's so. going to be like, you know, the, the minority, minority report. report. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, the minority report computer. We're going to get there. Yep. Ever since I saw that movie, I said, that's what I want. That's my ne- That's my dream computer right there. You know, I've been saying this for, you know, so, as long as we've had the radio show, but I'm waiting for the next, um, I'm waiting for the next rebirth of, of VR. Man, ever since watching The Lawnmower Man, I want that technology so bad. The Lawnmower Man? You know, does Sean, Sean you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Man? Okay. Lawnmower Man, go out and rent it. It's a movie, uh, and it's got um, Pierce Brosnan in it, and, and he's a hunk. So go go rent that. <laughs> um, it's awesome, though. It's all about virtual reality. And, you know, back in the- The Lawnmower Man? The Lawnmower Man, yeah. They, yeah. Why is this about virtual reality? I don't get it. Well, uh, basically what they do is they, they take a lawnmower man who uh, who's uh, developmentally disabled and they put him in this virtual reality mm-hmm. uh, a simulator and, and like through this you know new virtual reality technology, he becomes smarter than anyone ever alive and he uses the powers for evil. Evil. He basically yeah. absorbs all the information on the interwebs. And then he becomes the internet. Like he's, you know, sucks himself into the computer somehow. I don't know how, but... And he takes over every lawnmower in the world. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh. But but no, it's, but it's, 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 it's pretty cool. And I've always been enchanted by virtual reality technology and I'm you know, in in when you see it in the films, uh, especially like the future virtual reality technology, you put on these glasses, and then all of a sudden, like all of your, it's kind of like the Matrix, right? All of your um, input, all of your feelings, and all of your sensory stuff is kind of Im- Im- embedded into this computer, and you can play, you know, games. Like you can be put put yourself in amazing situations and that kind of stuff. So, so you must be excited about the Google Google glasses. You Google bet I am. glasses. The augmented you reality. Bet I am. Those aren't really virtual reality, though. No, it's not. It gives it's you a heads up. But we're getting there. It's yeah. augmented. Yeah. So, so I anyway. think it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna buy them when they come out. Google glasses. I mean, I have I have normal glasses right now. I might as well put Google. Can on they them. put a prescription in them? Oh, I hope. Well, I, if you know, if nerds are gonna buy Google glasses, <laughs> I sure better hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna see Ty with duct tape. Attaching the two of them together. <laughs> either, that or, either that or running into poles every day. <laughs> I might just do that with the Google this Glasses. This is so cool. Well, actually, they could, they could just put a, you know, you could access GPS in there and they could be tracking you and basically just tell you you're about to crack into a pole. Watch out for pole. You just oh. need a Google car, Ty. I and do. it'll it will lead you everywhere you need to go so you don't bump into anything. Let's talk about the Google car because not a whole lot of people have heard about this, Teresa. Tell, tell us about the Google car, which is totally awesome well i remember this correctly um that it uses what the the information from google maps to be able to drive it's an actual little vehicle to drive it around town it's not that little autonomous self-driving self-driving vehicle Mm -hmm. uh, and it was fully licensed in california this week Yep, which is really cool. They did a they did a test um, about a month ago, where they actually had a, 
gentleman who was visually impaired, uh, actually legally blind, that was in the driver's seat and the Google car made its test drive and it was and it passed and that's how it you know, that was the last step for its licensing procedure. So pretty cool. So I'm sure it uses a series of a million cameras to see what's going on and watch for red lights and people and all kinds of things. I've, I've, I, that's another technology that I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for a lot of technologies. Actually, really I think, think it, it uses a single camera on the top of the vehicle um, with other sensors. Of course, mm. you have satellite sensors um, for picking up the GPS signal to compare it with the maps, but it also, it uses a, a single camera, I believe, on the top of the vehicle that spins at a high rate of speed that can ah, oh, okay. perform 360 vision. That's really cool. That is super cool. <laughs> so they went from the Google cars to taking pictures of the streets, and they're just like, what if we spin those really fast? Google what car. What happens if it rains or something gets onto the camera? Does it have a, like a little squeegee that it goes <laughs> weep, weep, Well, if weep. it's spinning fast enough, the, the raindrops would just fly yeah, right just off fly of it. right off. Oh, I thought maybe it was in a, like a little dome to protect mm. it or something. Oh, okay. Maybe they have that, some of that sp- special spray coating where the rain just The rain stuff? What, yeah. what happens if something hits <laughs> the camera then? Well, then it'd if be... It's literally, if it's spinning with no shield. Then you couldn't be blind and drive it. I guess. What? <laughs> well, you know, then then you'd have to take control of the car if the Google well. thing disabled itself. I don't know. But then if there was a bunch of other Google cars in the street, it could just shut down and all the Google cars would just go oh, around. Oh, just go around. It. It'd be no problems. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that's true. That would be amazing for road trips. You just turn on turn on your Google car, mm-hmm. turn, you know, put your seat back and fall asleep. And then, you mm-hmm. know, hopefully, you know, Google would announce, you know, Wake up, end of Google Zone, or something like mm-hmm. that. Wouldn't that be awesome? You could get that in your band van time. Oh take my you around gosh, have I've to been have a waiting for that so much. We could flip some chairs around. We could play Parcheesi or something. It'd be amazing. No, what I was thinking is that you have Google design a vehicle for you where you just have a platform inside and you guys play. You could play through cities. There you go. Literally. I think that's called a flatbed truck. <laughs> but I'm saying that invented. Google would design one of their vehicles to oh, do this so that it drives and you guys it, play. Okay, so there's nobody driving. I get you. Where do you think I, I was going with that? I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I don't know. Ty, design a flatbed truck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it has wheels. <laughs> Done. You were talking about something about waiting for technology like all nerds do. Our imaginations are so far ahead of where reality is and we're like come on come on do i it. already thought of this do it i already saw it happen uh, in a movie i want to try i need this now like on star trek see there's the guy that made one of those oh, i know but guess what else star <laughs> trek did tell us andy well what else those star you, trek did? those of well, you trekkies out there who saw though i can't remember which which number star trek it number was number four uh, it was the the save one the where whales. they save the whales <laughs> and and scotty the chief engineer leaks this future technology to a present day scientist who's making uh, plexiglass and he tells him about um transparent aluminum Ooh. which is much stronger than plexiglass of and course. actually someone has made such a thing it's not really solid aluminum it is a, a aluminum oxynitride compound that they're able to polish and get clear mm-hmm. and it's very strong um the but when vid- you say it's not solid what is what do well, you mean well it's by not it? like the solid uh it's not just aluminum metal it's not the elemental it's not the elemental aluminum like you would okay. have in the aluminum okay 
and even what we think of as traditional aluminum is actually an alloy like what your can soda pop can is made out of that's mm-hmm. an alloy that's mixed with other metals i see um the cool thing about this new uh, uh, transparent aluminum is that it is very strong they actually even compared to traditional bulletproof glass they tested in this video with a 50 caliber bullet which would just go through any traditional bulletproof glass there is and it stops it so wow very cool and it's only 1.6 inches thick one point okay so i'm trying to like uh not very thick it's not that's not very thick at all. No, nope. it's not. No. How how thick is how thick is like bulletproof glass? Some though? of that stuff is like four inches thick. Really? Wow. Oh, okay. Well, that would definitely be an improvement. I I always thought bulletproof glass was just as thick as normal glass, but I guess I'm I've never I guess I've never needed to uh, to research bulletproof glass. So. We have some friends waving to us, some do-it friends who are visiting, yeah. and they've surprised me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Staring from, out the window. Brad Whoa. from Repair is here. He's he's waving high. He's behind He's behind a pane, actually a pane of bulletproof glass. So there you go. Is that serious? No. no. It's not bulletproof. You it's ha- oh it's my transparent gosh. aluminum, I, like I tell you. Now. We're saving the whales here. We can save the whales now. Don't, don't you guys feel better? I feel so much better. All right, well we so also, I'll just point out real quick, if you haven't seen the fourth Star Trek movie, please go see it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it really is. It's Save so funny. Save the whales. All right. Well, you guys are checking out the, four, the fourth uh, Star Trek movie. We're going to take a quick commercial break here. Uh, in honor of Mr. DeGrasse Tyson being on campus today, we have some Symphony of Science for you. We'll be right back with more Do It Live. all connected to each other biologically to the earth chemically to the rest of the universe atomically. i think nature's imagination is so much greater than man he's never gonna let us relax 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 we live in an in-between universe where things change all right but according to patterns rules or as we call them laws of nature. I'm this guy standing on a planet. Really, I'm just a speck. I'm just a speck compared with a star. The planet is just another speck. To think about all of this. To think about the vast emptiness of space. There's billions and billions of stars. Billions and billions of specks. The beauty of a living thing is not the atoms that go into it, but the way those atoms are put together. is also within us. We're made of star stuff. We are away from the cosmos and know itself. Across the sea of space, the stars are others. We've traveled this way before, and there is much to be learned. We're all connected to each other biologically, to the Earth chemically. To the rest of the universe atomic. Find it elevating and exhilarating to discover that we live in a universe which permits the evolution of molecular machines as intricate and subtle as we. I know that the molecules in my body are traceable to phenomenon in the cosmos. That makes me want to grab people in the street and say, have you heard this? 
The beauty of a living thing is not the atoms that go into it, but the way those atoms are put together. The cosmos is also within us. We're made of dark stuff. We are aware of the cosmos and know itself. There's this tremendous mass of waves all over in space Which is the light bouncing around the room Going from one thing to the other And it's all really there, really, really there But you gotta stop and think about it About the complexity and really get the pleasure It's all really there, really, really there The inconceivable nature of nature to think about all of this To think about the vast emptiness of space There's billions and billions of stars Billions and billions of specks The beauty of a living thing is not the atoms that go into it But the way those atoms are put together The cosmos is also within us We're made of dark stuff We are aware of the cosmos know itself across the sea of space the stars are other sun we've traveled this way before and there is much to be learned and now the do it live three disclaimers with this week's guest Macho Man Randy Savage! Oh yeah! Number one, the opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents, Hulk Hogan. Number two, products and services provided by the Division of Information Technology, aka Do-It's, and other university departments, as well as drawings and giveaways, Hulk Hogan may only be available to students, faculty, staff, or those currently affiliated with UW Madison, or anyone listening to him. Oh, yeah. Number three participants of this broadcast, Hulk Hogan, may offer opinions or recommendations, however, they do not endorse nor has any consideration been provided on behalf of the products and services being discussed all year. Every 10,000 years, humankind stumbles upon a new technology so advanced it promises to forever change the course of history. 20,000 years ago, it was fire. 10,000 years ago, agriculture. And now, in the past century, we have seen the greatest innovation of all, with the uncanny ability to save thousands of lives if only we would choose to use it. That innovation is... Smoke alarms? 
What is this sissy safe crap? You're gonna have to hire another Mr. Voice for this crap. No, no, you don't understand. It's true. Smoke alarms can save lives. Just put one in every room in your house and check it every month. If your alarm goes off when you burn toast, don't disconnect it. Just get one with a pause button. Please, Mr. Voice, come back. Oh, uh, what he said. Yeah, smoke alarms. Huh. A public service announcement from WSUM. WSM 91.7 of Medicine. Ah. I guess it's just a Macho Man type of day. <laughs> and we're talking about the end of your collegiate career, walking across that wonderful stage, getting your picture taken, shaking some hands, uh, making your mother so proud. So proud! <laughs> and then walking home and realizing, oh my god, my voicemail's gone. Gone forever. Gone. Well, it doesn't happen quite that not, fast. Not exactly that not fast. Not quite, but, not, but it we, does happen every six months. We see it every year. We're dramatizing it for a point, and the point is this. Your whisk mail does not last forever. Let me repeat that. Your whisk mail does not, not, not last, last, last forever, ever, 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 ever. No, it gets turned off after you are no longer affiliated with the UW. And kind of the way that it happens is we do deactivations uh, twice a year. Uh, one of them is in, you know, around fall, and one of them is around spring. Uh, so you will not lose your whistmail, you will not lose your net ID or anything like that quite, you know, right, right as you graduate. But it's going to happen a couple months afterwards. So we have some tips for our graduating seniors on before you cross that stage. Tip number one, set up. A, a new uh, email address, uh, a Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo. You know, if you're feeling old school, AOL.com, you know, <laughs> if you still got that. But, uh, you know, I, personally, this is I, my recommendations go for a Gmail account. But, you know, Hotmail's mm -hmm. great, too. Yahoo's great, too. Um, and then the idea is is you're going to set up inside of Whiskmail, you're going to set up a vacation message. Now, you may say to yourself, well, that's kind of weird. I am not going on vacation. But, ah, here is the idea. Whenever anyone emails you and you have your vacation message on, they get an automatic email back with a vacation message. So you make your vacation message out to be the following. Thank you for your email. I am, uh, as, as I am graduating the university, I'm no longer using my WISC account Please email me at, and then put in your brand new email address right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you can also say something, you know, please note that my account will be shut off in three to four months, so please update your address book as soon as possible. Now, what this does is, um, you know, you might have friends like mine who are kind of just, you know, keep, they don't, they don't really care. They just keep emailing you at that same email address. Well, what that does is every time they email you, you get, or every time they email you, uh, they get an an email back. So basically, it's kind of like an annoyance meter for them to, you know, it's like, all right, fine, I'll finally update my address book just so I can stop getting these auto replies from you. Mm -hmm. um, and it also takes care of a lot of people that, you know, maybe only email you once a month or once every two months or that kind of thing. They will uh, they will hear from you. Now, from uh, for the, the people that are emailing you more or less often than that, I should say, you also want to set up a forward. So tip number two for your whisk mail 
your Wismail continuation is to set up a forward. To do that, go inside of Wismail, go to the options. You'll see some options for setting up a forward. Log in there and, uh, and basically set up a forwarding address to go to your brand new email. What this will do is it will take all of the email that comes into your Wisk account and it will automatically forward it over to your brand new uh, email account. So your brand new Gmail, your Hotmail, uh, whatever. And what this and this lasts. This actually lasts for six months after the account is deleted. So if you set up your vacation message right after you get out, you know, right before you go on the stage to graduate, uh, and and then you also set up a forward uh, for the you know two three months that you still have your account active, uh, you will uh, people get messages that you know you're changing your email. So this should you know hit maybe ninety percent of the people that are emailing you because usually people email you more often than not, right? Hopefully, unless you know. You know, you lead, a, you lead a boring life or something like that. I don't know. My email box is constantly full. But uh, so you'll hit 90% of the people that you want to hit uh, within those, those couple months. Then after your email account gets shut off, you will have a forward on there, which will last for six months. So anything that is, you know, maybe a once a year type of email or maybe like a, you know, a job prospect email, emailing you at your WISC account, uh, that will get forwarded onto your new Gmail account. And then you can tell them, oh, by the way, uh, if you were using my old WISC account, please update your address book. Here is my new Gmail account or Hotmail account. Oh, the other thing I'd like to say with regards to job prospects as you leave the university and would like to be applying for other jobs, you know, with, with getting this a new email account set up to send your WISC mail to, um, if you do have an older account that's something like I love Bucky 2008 Please don't use that. Get get something a little bit more respectable, something maybe with your name in it or something that's a little bit more generic um, because when you, you know, are handing out resumes and that's what you have on your resume it may cause your employers to take you a little less seriously. So Here's so, an idea. Oh, go ahead, Sean. Oh, you, you were going to say something? No? I was just going to say. Some employers take resumes with weird names in them and set them aside. Oh. oh. Well, here's an idea. Yeah, like, Gmail accounts are free, okay? So why don't you set up, you know, like for me, I could set up uh, tyler.n.christian at gmail.com, a very respectable businessman at gmail.com or something like that, you mm-hmm. know? So and, and then I have that for free, and I'll just forward that to my personal, you know, Gmail account. Your that has normal some, Gmail whatever it's called <laughs> account, right. Yeah, that has some sort of weird, you know, characters that Beer are- Beercalese at- gmail.com exactly yeah i must have you in my address book so you know you can email forward it to that so then you can use that on your resumes so boom there you go what, were you gonna say something andy no i was just gonna say i should probably change that beer killies at beer gmail killies. <laughs> probably <laughs> beer killies so i don't know you might get more uh job hits if you do jobs inside of wisconsin with beer killies at hot maybe, maybe. Yeah. you know well, only, anyway. only if it's micro beer, brew beer cookies. <laughs> the tinier version. So what else do students need to do? We, so we've got whisk mail down. Mm-hmm. Don't lose your mail. So if you're looking to buy something from the tech store, you need to do that before your graduation. This includes incredible discounts on software through the WISC software program. Mm-hmm. Um, this, unlike your net ID or your email, this gets deactivated as soon as you graduate. So, so that you, is something to do before you walk across the stage. Right. Before. So if, so if mom and dad or, or your brothers and sisters are thinking about buying you a graduation present through the tech store, you need to get that facilitated before you graduate. Mm-hmm. That includes your laptop that you've been carrying with you from your freshman days, which back then was speedy and 
light and very but useful. Not anymore. And now it's heavy and slow and kind of beat up. <laughs> I recommend going to the tech store to get awesome savings on getting a new laptop. Or if you want a new iPad, any any basically anything that the, the tech store sells, you have to be actively enrolled. Mm -hmm. So once you graduate, you will not be eligible anymore. And this also a good good time to remember that if you bought a new laptop last this past fall at the beginning of the school year and you didn't opt for something like Apple Care um, or the Dell Extended Warranty, yeah, you you want to look at at. Um, signing up for those for the Apple Care, you have a year after the purchase to buy the Apple Care plan. If you go beyond that year, you won't be able to purchase it anymore. So that's a good time to look at those things as well. Your your uh, manufacturer warranty may be running out if you bought something in the fall. I'll say it once. I've, I, I, I said it once. I've said it a thousand times. The the extended warranties are totally worth it. I don't buy extended warranties on TVs or refrigerators or cars or anything, but computers, especially laptops, yes, yep. get that extended warranty because, you know, it will break down in, in, in the three years that you have that extended warranty. Something will happen. And whatever breaks, the cost of the warranty rivals yeah, it, the cost of what you'd have to pay to fix it or or what you'd have to pay would be astronomically higher. A, a, lot, of, a lot of times just to get them get get a service desk to look at it and find out what's wrong with it and and give you an estimate will cost you more than the than the extended warranty. Yeah, the average service desk is between seventy and a hundred bucks just for the looking. You know, so I mean, like, mm -hmm. think about that. One of the most off one of the repairs that we do most often, Teresa, I'm sure you'd agree, is uh, hard drive replacement. Oh, hard drives. Okay, and hard drive replacement usually costs if you're lucky between you know like 130 and what like 200 bucks depending yeah, on the size of the hard there, drive. Depending on what you want, you yeah. know your your extra warranty is going to be probably around 150 bucks. Think about it. You know the the possibility that your hard drive is going to fail probably pretty high. We like to say in IT, it's not if my hard drive fails, it's when my hard drive fails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will so, fail. I mean, it will fail. Even you know? the and when that even the pyramids will crumble, and nothing that humans have ever made will not break. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so when the hard drive when your hard drive goes down, that's all your photos, your pictures, your documents, your life. Oh, right. Yeah. So also, you know, if you have a laptop, that's you know, well-functioning, but you're leaving the university, now might be a time to consider buying a backup hard drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and that's another thing to consider. The extended warranty doesn't necessarily cover your data. Oh, no, so they don't. They don't not, at all. If you're not backing up your data... Um, you'll so get the sorry. hard you'll get the hard drive replaced and your computer back, but all your pictures and files will be gone. You'll so be you, starting from square one. So Welcome yep. to Windows. So if you're mm -hmm. graduating and you don't have a backup hard drive, buy one. Even if you have a MacBook Air that has a solid state drive, you should be backing that up. Please, too. please back up your files, please. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of also online backup uh, options that are out there: Carbonite and. Uh, and backblaze and all sorts of different things for you to look into. So just just have a backup, please. It makes everything so much easier for us and so much easier for you. You don't have to cry. You don't have to worry at night. Will my data be gone the next day? No, it's there. It's in the cloud. The cloud. So what? Uh, another thing we should mention. We said you know Wismail is getting deactivated, but uh, we should also say all NetID services are going to be deactivated. You know, uh, after you are no longer no longer affiliated with the university, this includes calendar if you use it. Wiscal. Your my web space, which you've probably got files on. Go check. I'm sure you do. 
you know, you don't want, maybe you want to keep those files for posterity. Maybe you, you know, got some old assignments you want to look over and laugh when you're 30. I don't know, you know, whatever you like to do. Uh, also, access to like your transcript through the yep. registers office. Yep. Transcripts mm-hmm. yeah. that will be deactivated. You'll have to remember your student ID number well, and go actually, through a bunch of hoops for that. Actually, this is brand new. Um, uh, students, for the purposes of viewing their transcripts, now have uh, two years to hang on to their NetID and password. Just for that, though, ah. so they can only get into MyUW. They can only see their transcripts. They can't do anything else. Uh, but you know that was one of the one of the things that, that users were requesting, and so that is brand new. But that's only for students who've graduated this semester and last semester, and you know in the future. Uh, anyone previously graduated who's listening on the show, uh, no, you can't get back in with your net ID. It's it's gone. So, uh, what what other services do we? Pro- oh, Linda, Linda.com. Linda.com. Yeah, that's not going to. Yep. Y- y- if you want to, <laughs> if you want to bulk up on some online learning, you better do it soon. Because your net ID, once your net ID is deactivated, you'd have to, you're gonna have to pay big bucks for so Miss Linda. So you could take the summer Linda. to do that. Yeah, yeah. You could take a summer course, quote unquote. Come in, come into the tech store, buy your new copy of CS6, and learn all about it. There all you long. go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so should we talk about some things for folks that are sticking around through the summer? Some things that are coming up. Yeah, let's do it. So we have um, our teach me how to do it segment uh, for this month. Um, on May 23rd. Um, so if there's a device that you have that you don't know how to use it, you just bought an iPad and you say, how do I, how do I iPad? Bring it in and we'll talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. And these have been very popular events. Very. And uh, so if, if you go online and check it out and availability has been used up for that, don't, don't hesitate to call the help desk and uh, talk to us about your device. Don't wait for the next event. Um, we because can we want to help you out. out. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're here to help, and that's that's what the help desk does. And so. a lot of people also, you know, they come into the Teach Me How to Do It events. They say, oh, gosh, I wish you guys did this thing all the time. Well, we kind of do. We have a bunch of walk-in help desks that mm-hmm. y- you don't need an appointment. You can just come on in at any time. Walk-ins welcome. And, uh, and and bring it in and ask your question. I mean, you don't you don't need to wait for these special events. Uh, we will try to help you as best we can. If we can't help you, we'll try to find somebody who can. So, uh, you know, bring bring your device, bring your questions into our walk-in help desk. Our main location, of course, is 1210 West Dayton Street. Three locations to serve you yeah. all across the campus. That's true. We've got our Memorial Union location. We also have the HSLC location at the Health Sciences Learning Center. So Yes. Oh, and another quick thing. If you are sticking around over the summer and you have used or even heard of WISCAL, there is a huge... Uh, switch over to a new system um, the interim. for WISCAL. <laughs> the interim <laughs> the inter- solution. Well, you know, users of the, or l- listeners of the show will have heard, of course, last week when we talked all about the new WISCAL. Yes, because everyone listens to all of our podcasts. They do. They do. It's a proven fact. But anyway, yes, the new WISCAL is coming out. So there are plenty of um, help desk documents online. Just helpdesk.wisc.edu. Go there and type in new WISCAL, and that's how you'll find all the documents. They're, they're all literally prefixed with, I believe, with new WISCAL on mm-hmm. them. And, um, and there's also classes for fac staff mm-hmm. uh, who want to use the new WISCAL. You can sign up through PT&E, yeah. call the tech store, and we can sign you up for and those. And if you're, if you're looking for where the new WISCAL is, just log into WISCMail or your WISCMail Plus, and it, it's just right on the bottom. It just says calendar. Click on it, and you can check it out. It's really cool. There you go. So now everyone knows what to do before, during, and after you walk across that wonderful stage. 
Well, it looks like our hour is just about up, so we've come to the end of another episode of Do It Live. Thanks very much for listening out there. We've got some people that we'd like to thank as well. Special thanks go out to our management team at the Division of Information Technology, Ryan Hansen, Edward Hoover, Brian Rust, Sean Bossinger, and Bill Zimmerman. Do It's Chief Operating Officer is John Krogman, and our CIO and Vice Provost for Information Technology is Bruce Moss. Today's broadcast was produced by Ty Christian, that's me, and Sandy Cyberlick. Our associate producers are Laura Grady, Teresa Saldana, and Andy Muchleski. Our on-air producer and director of e-communications is Matt Rockwell, and our theme music is from Conan. The executive producers of Do It Live are Ty Christian and Adam Wiesenfarth. Join us next time for another action-packed hour of Tech Talk. And in the meantime, subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. Check out our website, doit.wisp.edu forward slash radio. And if you want to get a hold of us, email us, radio at doit.wisp.edu. We'll see you then. Yeah.